0: Hey everybody, it's Lori. And this is Matt. And it's time for another episode of Teachers Teacher Saves, Saves World. World. Welcome to another episode of Teacher Saves World, a podcast focused on the well-being of teachers and parents of teenagers and the unique challenges we face.
1: We are Lori and Mad Jones, married high school teachers and parents of two teens, and we will be your hosts for today's show.
0: Please take a moment to hit that subscribe button, leave a review, and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All of this information and more can be found in the show notes and at teachersavesworld.com.
1: To make sure you don't miss out on anything, head to teachersavesworld.com and subscribe to our email group. Once a week, we send out a brief email with that week's podcast and blog, as well as exclusive video content from Matt and I you won't find anywhere else.
0: We'd also love to include your voice in the show call the Teacher Saves World hotline at area code 559-399-0966 and leave us a voice message with an appreciation for a parent or teacher in your life or with any other observations, tips, or musings you'd like to share with Lori and I. And now it's time to start the show. So Lori, what are you grateful for this week?
1: My six garden beds in the backyard. Oh, that's a good one. I love them. They allow me to take some risks because some things grow and some things don't. Um, sometimes bugs get in them. Sometimes they flourish. And yeah. when they do, I get to nourish my body and my family's body with the, the bounty. And they're pretty.
0: I'm grateful for the salads that I get to eat that you're making <laughs> in those garden beds right now.
1: I'm grateful that you built
0: them for me. Back you're, at you. You're welcome. <laughs> How about you? I'm grateful for windows. Hey, windows. I, I found such a simple thing, right? But I imagine a long time ago before windows, it was just walls. When you were, (laughs) when you were inside, you were inside. But I find myself, especially in these winter months where maybe we spend a little more time inside than, than we would in uh, other times of the year. I find myself peering out of windows all of the time. Yeah. And it seems something that we can overlook, but I, in cars, it's necessary in cars. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> or bad. else there'd be lots of accidents. But even like in a plane, I love sitting next to a window and looking out the window. Yeah. So windows, I love windows.
1: Beautiful one.
0: Yeah. All right. So let's get to the heart of the show. So this week, we are starting a a ten week series. A ten week series into something Lori and I have called the source book. The source book. And it is a journal that we've put together, and we're going to share some things that we've put into this journal. Because I know a lot of people out there are interested in starting a journal.
1: Yeah, it seems like 2020, journaling came back big time. It had a renaissance, um, definitely connected to the, to the sh- feelings of being shut in, the, the pandemic. And all of a sudden, journals took on a whole new role in our lives. We had the time to do them. We had thoughts and fears and worries to write about. But, you know, whether a journal is a diary for you or something a little more, ours is kind of more of an exploration into self with the hope of self-improvement.
0: Yeah, and and I think what we're going to share with you over the next 10 weeks, and again, that we're calling this the source book because the source book is sort of what we have figured out is the source of all the things that are sort of important to us in our life. And the source book for us is not our daily journal. No. The source book was where we kind of just collected a bunch of really important things, things that we maybe had swimming around in our head for just years. And we hadn't really committed them to paper. We hadn't thought about them. We hadn't processed them. We hadn't evaluated them. But when we went through this process, maybe over the last six months or so, And we started generating these lists and these ideas and these concepts and putting them down on paper. I, there was a certain piece that, I don't know, I started to feel sort of, you know, establish itself within myself. Uh, because I had spent so much time really focusing on, on others, which we do as parents and teachers. Mm -hmm. And I, and I really hadn't thought about my own life.
1: Yeah, it allows you to kind of come back to yourself. Yeah, and then realize, wow, I love all these things, and I'm not doing them. Yeah. Or you know, sometimes you're you're doing things that are counter to like your core values or the the core things that bring you joy. Right. And only by putting them down on paper can you really see it. You're looking back at yourself.
0: Right. So if you really want to get the full experience, head out and get yourself a journal, and it doesn't have to be a big journal. So I, uh, the journal that I'm using for my source book is, is a Luke term. It's a German brand. Oh yeah, I got it at Barnes and Noble and it's not their biggest one. It's, and it's not the smallest one. The, 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 the journal I have is about 123 pages. I prefer the dotted journals as opposed to lined paper. I find with the lines that my, the size of my writing doesn't necessarily always match with the lines yeah. in a journal.
1: I can attest to that because mine's a moleskin and it's lined and it gets small. you got to right. squish your, yeah, mine's and mine's only 94 pages. Um I just grabbed it at target cause I wanted to get started on it like that day. Right. So I would probably go dotted like my other.
0: Yeah. Journalist. So if you don't, if you don't have a journal, I mean you can write these things down just on a, on a scrap of paper, on a on a notepad or whatever. And that's kind of what I did at first. I just started writing these things down on whatever I had. And then I went out and I got myself a journal and I started transferring these things into this journal. And it kind of, for me, was my little source book is like, I I keep it with me all the time. Like I have it, I bring it with me to school. It's a source of inspiration. It's a source mm-hmm. of guidance. Uh, it's fun to just kind of look at it and see of, you know, some of the things I've I've written down before. But um, we're going to start today with the very first list that we put into our source book. And the idea came when I was reading a lot of Stoicism this past summer and, and some other philosophy and this idea of a philosophy of life. And, I, and it made me think, what is my philosophy of life? And one of the things that came out of this was what are my virtues? And I started really thinking about it. And I came across some, some definitions of virtues. And this is one that I really liked. And I found this in the Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy. It says, a virtue is an excellent trait of character. It is a disposition well entrenched in its possessor something that, as we say, goes all the way down, unlike a habit such as being a tea drinker, to notice, expect, value, feel, desire, choose, act, and react in a certain characteristic ways. To possess a virtue is to be a certain sort of person with a certain complex mindset. A significant aspect of this mindset is the wholehearted acceptance of a distinctive range of considerations as reasons for action, mm. that's
1: complex,
0: layered it is thorough it is and it really made me think what are th- what are those things that drive my actions? and maybe sometimes when we feel a little bit lost, maybe it's because we lack those guiding virtues,
1: yeah, or we haven't revisited them, yeah. Because, because, and it's of no fault of anyone to get lost because yeah. of the distraction laden world we live in. Right. And so, when you are forced, and we're talking pen to paper here, we're not we're not talking computer, we're talking writing. Yeah. And there's something about that the solid you know the solitary nature of sitting down with pen and paper with no distractions, and really coming back to yourself. And the, you know, I, the virtue list, what I find is, you know, I started by putting the virtues I deem like important to myself, but then creeping in were the ones I wanted. I wasn't quite there. Right. Right. Like one's like, gosh, I'm, I know this person in my life is there, but I'm not. I look up to them because of it. And I want to be more like them. So it's a neat multifaceted list.
0: Yeah. And it really made me think. So, like I said, I started reading some Stoicism this past summer and they were really big on virtues and they had four virtues that they put forth as the most important to them. And they were wisdom, justice, justice, temperance, and courage. And then I started looking, well, what do other cultures and other faiths? And, you know, there's the four cardinal virtues of prudence, justice, fortitude, and temperance. Uh, Aristotle had his 12 virtues, courage, temperance, liberality, magnificence, magnanimity, magnanimity.
1: Oh, that's a good tongue <laughs> twister. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh,
0: speaking well was also one of his virtues. Right. Patience, ambition, uh, friendliness, truthfulness, wit, modesty, justice. There are seven heavenly virtues, chastity, temperance, charity, diligence, patience, kindness, humility. Uh, Buddhism had these virtues, loving kindness, sympathetic joy, equanimity, uh, compassion. And uh, there was a study done in the early 2000s where they surveyed all of these faiths and cultures to look at their virtues and see really kind of what overlapped and and what they agreed upon. And uh, they settled upon six, and it was wisdom, moderation, justice, courage, transcendence, and humanity.
1: Mm.
0: And those seem to embody really what all of these cultures and all of these faiths were putting forth. And if you just do a Google search of virtues, you're going to find, you can find a list of like a 100 virtues, 40 virtues. Uh, There's a lot of overlap. A lot of things kind of mean the same thing. Like temperance, you heard the word temperance. Over
1: and over again.
0: uh, Is in a lot of them. I prefer a more like modern term moderation mm-hmm. uh more so than temperance i know over time certain words just take on connotations and they become i don't know co-opted or they seem kind of uh, antiquated or whatever uh i prefer moderation
1: yeah that's a good one man that's a needed one
0: so it really made me think i started looking at all of these different virtues and i was like wow what what do i want my life to stand for hmm who, who am I and, and what sorts of ideas, principles do I want guiding my decision-making process, my actions throughout the day? And, and really, when I sat down and I put pen to paper, I myself, I settled on that, those six that came out of that study. Mm-hmm. Wisdom, moderation, justice, courage, transcendence, and humanity. And just by putting those down on paper... It really made me and thinking about them every single day. Yeah. I found that it was much easier to make decisions throughout the day. Mm. It was much easier to act. Yeah. Because I had those sort of in my head.
1: Like if you have courage, if you're writing courage down every day, all of a sudden you're not, you're not falling apart when somebody you love makes a bad decision or you feel somebody lied to you or you. I don't know. You, you would have the courage to be like, hey, that hurt me. Whereas before you might just talk bad about that person. Right. You have a different response to things than maybe your gut human response. And um, in that article you had shared with me, you know, that I thought that was interesting that we are the opposites of virtue or sin and vice. Yeah. And we kind of go there. You know, like if one beer tastes good, then I'm going to have four beers. But if you have moderation as one of your virtues that you're writing down in your journal every day, you're like, you know, no, I'll just have two. I'll just have one. And then I'll enjoy it much more the next time. And I'll get a good night's sleep. And I'll wake up refreshed. And I'll, you know, like you you just, it's a way to kind of, it's like a little sword for battle. Like if you have your virtues kind of etched in your head, you can make the decisions that really in the long term will bring you contentment versus, like, happiness in the moment. Yes. So I I love that it's kind of like an army behind you, like helping you through the battle of life.
0: Oh, definitely. And I... So once I took the time to really think about it, and I selected, I selected those six as sort of my primary guiding virtues. They are not the only ones that I put into my source book. I... I looked at lots of lists, hundreds of, of different virtues, and I established like my guiding virtues, those six guiding virtues, wisdom, moderation, justice, courage, transcendence, and humanity. But then there are others sort of like sub-virtues mm-hmm. that are also really important to me. Virtues like acceptance. I've talked a lot about acceptance on this, on this show. Yeah. Um, contentment, humility, orderliness, mm-hmm. uh, fortitude, optimism, Tran- con-
1: tranquility,
0: confidence,
1: industriousness. Yeah. And you kind of dig in and be like, Oh, that's a good one. I'm going to put that in my journal today. Right.
0: And taking the time to think about these things and put them down, make a list of them. And I define them. I, I define them in my own terms, what they really mm-hmm. mean to me. And
1: which is good. Cause this is very personal.
0: It's very personal.
1: You know, what, what might be moderation for you is a little bit different than it is for me, mm-hmm. but it's whatever is making us healthier. Right. And making our life better and us stronger, but they're different yeah depending on who you are
0: and then what these what these virtues do once you establish them they give you a checklist of whether or not you're achieving the good life
1: yeah and and to achieve you know it also gives you kind of a st- a stability because life itself is going to throw so many we have no idea what What's coming on the horizon? What hurdles are going to be thrown in front of us in 2021? We've no idea. And when you have this virtues behind you, you now have a stable ground to handle them. Virtues because if you don't know who you are and what you stand for, you have a harder time making decisions. You just kind of go the emotion will take over. The heart, the gut, and, and sometimes you need the head in there to be like, hold on, take a breath. Yeah. Remember what's important to you. You know, and then handle it.
0: Well, right. and and you make a good point also that if we don't take the time to establish what what matters to us, the values that we want to live by, the person that we want to be, then we're going to be influenced by outside forces. Right. And in this article that I shared with you, talking about the connection between well-being and, and virtues it did a study and it looked at all of these, these books over the, over the last century and how words associated with virtue have been disappearing from popular culture.
1: And it was digitized. So it was like thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of books.
0: Yes. And what they are being replaced with are words and values associated with things like wealth Mm. success, fame, celebrity. Oh, yeah. And I think if we all take a moment to really think about, uh, you know, what is a good life? If you were to be asked that question, what is a good life? I think what probably first comes to mind in our very modern sense is success. I am successful. Yeah. Yeah. And success means attainment of possessions yeah of recognition
1: and and it's not always what it is meant to be
0: well the yeah i mean we're we're littered with stories of the emptiness that those things bring us yeah of people seeking those things getting those things and then realizing oh this wasn't what it was made out to be
1: I, I heard a fascinating interview with the head of Tom's, you know, the shoe oh, yeah. maker. Yeah. He's a multimillionaire. And his, his organization, when you buy a pair of Tom's, they send a pair of shoes to a, a needy child in a third world country. So it's a, it's a beautiful platform for mm-hmm. a business, mm-hmm. very fulfilling. He was depressed. He was burnt out. Yet he was doing, he had a lovely wife, kids, a company that was thriving, that did good for the world. But he himself was missing in all of that. And he had to take a step back. He started a wellness company. Yeah. Made for his new company. Okay. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's interesting. But, you know, and I know we just hear lots of, you, you see famous people, you know, kill themselves, right? Drink too much. Um, you know, the gluttony of it or just kind of escaping. Mm-hmm. When, wait, the rest of the laymen are kind of reaching for that because we're looking at their Instagram posts. They lost track of their virtues.
0: Yeah, and I really feel for like our our teenagers. I know, right? We were just talking about you know when we were kids, uh, our exposure to extreme wealth was was very limited, and I remember very clearly as a kid, um, lifestyles of the rich and famous with Robin Leach. <laughs> it's so weird, right? And it was it was really fascinating, but it was that was about it, yeah. As far as our exposure to really wealthy people. Where now through social media, our children are being exposed in like nonstop.
1: Because you used to to live in the neighborhood of other families that were of your financial status. Right. So you didn't see that. Yeah. But now we do. Yeah. And and now we, you know, we want, especially teens.
0: And they they all want it. They all want to be YouTubers. They all want to be famous TikTokers.
1: Influencers. Yeah. But they're not. Most are not generating anything.
0: Yeah. Just so, consuming. So, and I know that we get wrapped up in that too. We get wrapped up in just, you know, the world around us and we need to make sure that we come back to what is important to us. So to begin this journey, to know whether or not we are achieving the good life, we need to know what good is. And a good life is lived by good people that do good things. And we know that those greatest experiences in our life, those moments when we feel the best, when we feel most connected to the world and other people, if you take a moment to really sort of like, just think about those moments in your life, I guarantee you were doing good things and you were doing things that matched important values.
1: Oh, yeah. It was, it was, you were connecting with something. It was not about attaining or shopping or new car. It was about a connection you had with another human being or a light bulb that went off in yourself. Yeah. Like, whoa.
0: Yeah. So if, if you haven't thought about these things for a while, or you haven't taken the time to maybe write them down, why don't you do that this week? Just, you you could do a Google search of list of virtues or, uh, and maybe I'll put some in the show notes, some websites that you can visit that just have a bunch of different virtues on there and you can take a look.
1: And just grab at them like I, that one, that one, you know, you can make your list any way you want. Ones you know you have, ones you wish you had, and ones you're the opposite of and are embarrassed, you know, to think about it. Yeah. But it's your list, it's personal, and this is the way you start just kind of building that really solid ground.
0: Yeah, and and, and write it down wherever you like. Write it down on a, on a notepad, on a piece of paper you might have. Or if you want to go on this journey with us, go out there and grab a journal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the first thing, and I dedicated the first, i I'll give you like the my table of contents, but I dedicated the about eight pages to each of these things that we're going to uh, cover in the next uh, 10 weeks. Because I know that I'm not going to take all eight pages, but I, I know that I'm going to probably add to these things.
1: You might eventually. As my life yeah.
0: evolves. Yeah. So the first thing you're going to put down in your journal is your virtues. What are those virtues? Define them in your own way, what they mean to you and uh, see how it just makes you feel. It's pretty exciting. It is. It is. All right, so, you ready to appreciate somebody? Oh, I am. Who are you going to appreciate this week? This
1: is my high school drama teacher, Mr. Albus. And you've heard stories about him. I've heard.
0: I kind of wish I got to meet Mr. at some point.
1: Super cool guy. He was actually the biology teacher in Throne Drama, because we had no drama teacher. And um, he was kind of my surrogate dad in high school. And just very patient, very loving, and... Just you know, gave gave it all to the kids, and it yeah. showed.
0: Yeah. So, Mr. Albus. Mr. Albus. <laughs> Shout out. Well, I'm going to appreciate Linda Paulson. You may have heard me. I've told the story of how I started in teaching, where I was a substitute teacher out in the hallway. We just moved back from Hawaii, and. Uh, The principal hurriedly down the hallway is, you know, taking care of something and she stops and she looks at me and she says, Matt, can you teach math? And do you want a job? And that was Linda Paulson. Linda Paulson was the, at the time she was the principal at Warner middle school in Westminster, California, where I was just substitute teaching.
1: And what if she hadn't have done that? And she
0: took a chance on me. Mm -hmm. And, uh, thank God. And here I am decades later, (laughs) a teacher and and it's been you know it's been my life for these last couple decades and it all started with Linda Paulson and she was a she was a great great principal love a good principal and uh for mm. whatever reason she saw you know I don't know if she was as desperate maybe <laughs> um <laughs> but she t- took a chance on me and it it it's changed my life uh so much for the better uh and I am so thankful for for the chance that she took awesome. on me
1: That's awesome. And just like that, another episode has come to an end. We're so grateful that you took the time to listen and invest in yourselves and the lives of our teens.
0: Please remember to subscribe to the podcast and our email group, review the show, follow our socials, send us an email or leave us a voice message. See the show notes or teachersavesworld.com for details.
1: We're also proud to be members of the School Rubric Community, a worldwide network of passionate educators. Visit schoolrubric.com to be inspired. Until
0: next time, keep saving yourself.
1: So that together we can save the world.